Welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. The only dental podcast to bring you a Canadian RDH and an American RDH. These ladies bring you mic-dropping interviews with your favorite social media peeps and epic people doing amazing things in dentistry. Now let's put our over-gloves together for Tooth Life Irene and Katrina the Wine Genist. of the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. What's up, girl? Hey, girl. Hey, how are you today? Oh, you know, living my best life. That's <laughs> so good. That's uh, so good. How are you? What's happening in your life and your world? Well, I'm I'm just, I'm nursing a little bit of a hangover, not going to lie. Uh-oh. Uh, that's where tell I'm me, at right Tell now. me about the reason why you have a hangover start to finish like we all have have those friends that like they call you and they're like hey like do you want like want to hang out like oh we have to make it an early night because like you know we work in the morning and then Wait, it's like so 4 a.m this was friday night last night today is saturday yeah like last night this. yeah today's saturday morning so yeah people had to work today this morning yeah so my friends my friend rustin is a general dentist and he works in a practice where they they take emergencies. So he will occasionally work on a Saturday. So yeah. he's like, he's working like as we speak, I think, I don't know, like Let's if hope. he even like Let's... peeled himself out of bed. So Rustin and Wade um, are two of my dear friends. Uh, I met Rustin and Wade when I was doing humanitarian work down in Mexico. Okay. Um, Wade would go along and, you know, Rustin dental, is dental humanitarian work or were you like De- literally yes. bu- building homes? No, de- definitely not building homes. Yeah. Um, they definitely survive. like I mean those homes building, were probably no, not no. Not yeah. not with my hand no. involved in that. So Rustin and Wade are my friends that like they'll call me up and they're like, hey, like we have to do an early night. And we, so then like I'll go over there. They live like a seven minute car ride away from my house. Like they're super close. Okay. So then I but go you over didn't there. Drive and bring- home. No, hundred percent. No, 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 no. Like I, I, you Uber there and you Uber back. Like you yeah, just, yeah, you yeah. know, that's yeah. like how that's going to go. Yeah. So I, I go over to Rustin and Wade's and we start opening up bottles of wine and it's like, okay, but like we have to keep it at an early like, night. This so is we the actually, last one. This is the last to, one. Exactly. We last actually glass. set an alarm. We set an alarm and then the alarm goes off and then we're like, well, let's just hit snooze, snooze for like another one. And then, like, before you know it, yeah, literally, it's, like, 4 a.m., and you're dancing to Carly Rae Jepsen, and you're, like, what is happening in my world? So, <laughs> that's what happened. We kept opening bottles I of wine. I you. And then- <laughs> I, like, <laughs> live vicariously <laughs> through you. Last night, oh. I was, like, all up in the spreadsheets, like, making oh sure that I had God. all of my PPE and that I ordered the right burrs and that I ordered the right ham pieces. I was, like, quadruple checking my spreadsheets. And you're just, like, dancing yeah, on no, tables to Carly Rae. Right. With a couple of gays. With it a was couple amazing. Of gays. <laughs> yes. So then, funny story, I get in my Uber and the Uber driver, like we're talking about COVID and um, I'm in Arizona. And so like our transmission rate has gotten very high yes. for the past like couple of weeks. And so there's a lot of, you know, challenges with that. So we get into this like whole conversation and I'm like basically the, you know, ambassador to the CDC at this point. And I'm like, la, 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 like rattling up the all this CDC. stuff. Yes. 100%. So at, at one point we pull up to my house and I'm like, give me one moment. I'll be right back. And I run into my house and I grab a canister of cabbie wipes. Yeah. And I and run you give out. it to the guy. I gifted him a canister of cabbie wipes in my drunken state. I felt like what he needed most in this world as an Uber driver yeah. is a canister of cabbie wipes. So yeah. I instructed him briefly on how to use them. Make sure that you wear gloves, wear a mask, la, 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 la. Then I fell asleep on the couch. Um, I ate a corn dog, a gluten-free corn dog, and then 
passed out on the couch. The end. So the I end. had an interesting Uber drive. Um, I dropped off my car yesterday morning to get the alignment or something. I don't know. Something was making some weird noises. Some, something was happening. Something yeah. was happening. Uh, so I called an Uber to take me to the office, which was like a six minute Uber drive away. And Buddy shows up wearing a mask. So I was, I was very happy because I was also wearing a mask. Then I get in the car and then he takes the mask off. What? Why? I don't oh, know. And then understand. he like, and then he like continued to discuss, like to talk to me and like, what was wrong with your car? Is it going to be there all day? And I was just like, not really in the mood to be discussing things. Trying then, not to like open the whole your time, mouth. And- yeah. The, so I opened the window and like basically had my head out the window, but I didn't want to be rude because <laughs> then he You're would like give me a really bad Uber review. <laughs> Yeah. But I wonder, like, what was going on through his mind that, like, you drive there alone with a mask on, but then as soon as the passenger gets in, you take the mask off. I don't, I don't know. But this is a really great example of the fact that, like, basically, we are expecting the rest of the world to understand infection control. And they, like, they just don't. Like, we've seen all these, like, weird things that people are wearing or doing at the grocery store or, like, whatever. And you're like, oh, that's cute. Like, they're trying. And we, I think we forget, like, even cross-contamination, you know, right. like you see people at the grocery store with like gloves on and they're touching their phone and they're moving right. their mask around and they're grabbing fruit from the fruit aisle. It's, and it's funny. I tell the person, like aisle. this person thinks that they have like magical gloves. It's like that. hundred percent. Gloves touch they, immediately they dissolves yes. the bacteria yes. and the Absolutely. viruses and everything. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Yeah. Back to what you were saying about Arizona hitting new, new increasing records of COVID. Do you think, cause you, you're back to work, you've been back mm-hmm. to work for a little while. Like mm-hmm. I haven't been back to work yet. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that that might be because of the going back to work too soon? Um, I think what's so. Your, what's your Nostradamus prediction? This is, this is my, this is my hungover thought on that. Um, so I, we opened the state back up and return to work happened May 1st. Right. Uh, it is. June, June, middle, I don't even know what date it is. June, Ish. June, whatever. June M- Middle to late June. So think about the incubation period of SARS-CoV-2. They're saying it's anywhere between like one to five one days. To five and days, then, yeah. And then you know, two weeks of, yeah. Two weeks of like hell. So right. if that proximity is in direct alignment with like Memorial Day weekend. If right. you can kind of picture like what that looks like. Yeah. And Arizona is very different in that we did not have any legislation. We didn't have anything coming from our government saying you have to wear a mask. Right. Like there's some states where they're like, you, if you're going out in public, like you have to wear a mask. We were not doing that. And mm. so one of the things that we started finding here, particularly in the Phoenix metro area is that first of all, restaurants, like the entire wait staff was like contracting COVID. And so then they're like mm. shutting down restaurants. And so it's like, and so it's, the restaurants- it's, it's generally wave two, would you say now? Or is it wave this three? Is, Did you have I, a wave two? I think two? this is, we didn't really have a full wave one. To be very clear, like we, we had cases, but it really hadn't hit us heavily at all. So herd immunity is not really a thing in Arizona, even if we like, and that's kind of the, the thought is until we get a vaccine, you need to have about 60%, you know, of the community in herd immunity. And we just didn't have that. Um, The other, and, and when we shut things down, like we really stopped travel and things like that. So that kind of created another situation where we were staying at home, but not exposing ourselves. So again, no immunity. But I think the bigger challenge becomes 
the, the number one place that people are not wearing masks is in a restaurant because how can you eat when you're wearing a mask? So right. we're seeing that a lot of this is sweeping through the restaurant industry. I find it crazy restaurants are still open. Like we haven't had restaurants open here since like March. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can, you can walk right into, and in fact, it's kind of concerning because one of the big restaurants in Phoenix, it's called Chelsea's Kitchen. That's like the big one right now that they're like, Ooh, like everyone got, you know, COVID from the wait staff there or whatever. When the whole, you know, state of Arizona opened back up, I actually met with a couple of Dense by Serona reps at Chelsea's at Kitchen. Restaurant. Wow. <laughs> I went, yeah, I was, I was at Chelsea's Kitchen. Um, I mean, it, like a month and a half ago, like I feel great aside from, you know, my hangover. Um, yeah. But, you know, those are the things that like, and, and people in Arizona were more, they were far more careless. They were not wearing masks going out in public and things like that. And so of course they're, you're just, you're seeing that even our, like our governor felt mm. very uncomfortable about creating some legislation around that from a work standpoint. The other challenge is like, we still have supply chain challenges, right. but our board of dental examiners opened up, you know, for dentistry, um, you know, for elective and, and, you know, non-elective care and, we weren't seeing any transmission from a dental practice. Like they're just, the CDC doesn't have any research right. on that right now. Right. But I just saw an Aura Pharma rep actually sent me um, something saying that in the state of Arizona, there's now a case where a dentist, a hygienist, an assistant oh, no. contracted COVID from a patient in the practice. They were wearing N95s. Now, huh. this, is, this is my concern. How do we know that that's actually the case? Do you know what I mean? Like, right. if you think about, what, we're all back up, we're all working. But then, if everyone's so, yes, wearing, we're treating N patients. If everyone's wearing N95s, then how did they contract right. it from that patient? So, was exactly. it really from the patient, or did they contract it from one another? And I mean, we know that m more than fifty percent of cases don't exhibit symptoms, and right. How how do and the thing how do is, they how do they track it from that to that patient? That's exactly it. So all they know is there was a patient in the office that a few days after their dental appointment called back and said, "I'm positive for COVID nineteen." And the challenge becomes: yes, you're wearing N95s while you're in drug patient care, but then you go back to the back room and you're having right. lunch, right? And you have to take your mask off. So right. they're in close quarters. Right. Having lunch. So 100% could, could the assistant have contracted COVID from the grocery store and then right. brought it in and then, you know, so again, yeah. you can't, you can't really trace the, the viral DNA or RNA associated with like that particular strain to know that this is how they got it. Right. But of course, it doesn't, it doesn't that's have a circulating. Unique, it doesn't have a unique identifier to the person, which would be exactly. interesting if it did to say, okay, well, you are exhibiting the same unique identifiers as patient B, therefore you got it from right. patient B. That would be, that would be a very smart right. virus, but I guess and, it's, it's right. smart, and, but it's not and, that smart. Well, the virus is actually smart because you can't trace that. Right. So we're, we're all just in a hot mess express. And huh. so the best that we're doing right now is identifying those clusters, right? right? Like, okay, all these people were in the same proximity around the same time. And now like on our phones, I don't know if you saw that, like everyone's oh, kind of yes. freaking out. There's like a the thing in your phone thing. that you can track. Yeah. That everyone is like passing around, but, and, and I get it. It's, it is an invasion of privacy to have all right. that tracking happening and this and that. But at the same time, like it, helps you to know like where you were in proximity with, with other cases. So yeah. at any rate, uh, that's where Arizona is right now. Um, hmm. It's concerning, but I'm still treating patients. Did you hear or read um, 
how they've identified the responses to COVID based on blood type. So I yes, I yeah, saw I that. Found, so I found it interesting o is, that O is the least likely to exhibit any signs and symptoms. And A and B mm-hmm. are a I guess, positive. I a yeah. positive. Yeah, I found that really interesting. So I'm an O. Too. Um, I'm, I'm an, an o, A positive. I'm an O negative. So I might not have any symptoms. How do you feel about so dental professionals returning to work should have COVID testing? Because that's been something that I've been reading in a lot of Facebook groups that medical and healthcare professionals that are going back to work that were not frontline workers uh, should be tested. How do you feel about that? Someone asked me how I felt about that. And I mean, personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. I think that might be smart, but are, are there resources then being reallocated? Cause it's not like they're increasing testing just for us. And then everyone else will have the same amount of testing available. Um, Does that mean that it's taking away from people that, are exhibiting signs and symptoms that should be tested ASAP. Yeah, so I I think the challenge with that becomes, number one, if you're gonna test uh, healthcare workers, how how often are you going to test them? Because just because you've got a negative test- A million people a day. All the time. So what are you gonna do? Like test them every single day when they show up to work? So that becomes a challenge, right? Yeah. So the most common thing that we're doing right now is we take our temperature and then we go through the same screening that our patients go through. Have you traveled outside of the state? Have you, you know, been in, in proximity with X, Y, and Z? Um, and that's the best that, that, you know, we can do right now. It's so terrible that that's the best. Because it's like, That's have you traveled within the exactly. last two weeks? Like almost everyone is going to say no, because no one's really traveled. Right. It's just, right. right. And temperature. But temperature, you could have come in contact with yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, we should get into yeah. our episode. And it, so it, it does. It becomes, let's, let's do this. I'm really excited to learn about what we're doing today. <laughs> um, so I do want to <laughs> thank Densefly Serona for sponsoring this episode. Densefly has been killing it with giving free resources, free resources for education. Um, and yeah. I want to, I want you to talk about something that you're doing or have recently done that's available online and we'll link that below. Um, that's been sponsored by DS. What's that? What am I doing? I don't know. I'm asking you, is there something that you've done recently that we should link? Yes. Cause I know we link their website and their website has a lot of really good webinars and resources, but people love you. Um, so if you've got any, anything that you've done recently, I feel like I see stuff on your Facebook all the time and I never know if that's like you or yeah. So what are you, what are you up to these days? What education stuff are you up to these days that, um, Dense by Serona is sponsoring you? Thank you you for asking. So good. So Dense by, first of all, Dense by Serona is like, they're amazing. Um, super supportive and, um, they really are just working to kind of wrap their arms around the dental and dental hygiene communities. Um, and so because of that, they really want to be involved um, not only in COVID and aerosol content, but also like going back to that oral systemic link. So like, yeah. th- you know, they're, they're really involved in that. So you're doing okay. something coming up on Monday, aren't you? On yeah. June so, the 22nd with June Dr. The 22nd, Dr. Mia. Yeah. Mia. Dr. Mia. So we're doing a program called creaky joints and bleeding gums. And it's about the inner, um, workings or interrelationship between rheumatoid arthritis and perio, oh, which okay. is actually like so cool because, I think like for me, when I went to hygiene school, I was taught like, oh, arthritis is arthritis. Well, there's 
rheumatoid arthritis, there's osteoarthritis, there's psoriatic arthritis. There are different types of arthritis and they're, they're different. It's not just about like how the patient can brush their teeth. Like there's an inflammatory piece there. So we like geek out on the inflammation thing. Um, cool. So that's being put on and that's by- that's being done live, right? It's a live CE program. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, live CE, one hour complimentary. Okay. So we can like put the link in there. I'll send you the linkity link for that. Yeah, so and that's then- Monday, June the 22nd. And that's uh, Monday, June p.m. my time, 5 p.m. your time, right? 5 p.m. my time. And okay, cool. then the following week, so a week later on June the 29th, I'm doing a program um, with Inside Dental Hygiene, a one-hour complimentary webinar on COVID-19 and uh, dental aerosols. But this one's a bit different. It's going to look at some of the futuristic technologies, some of the new advances, the new products, the new things that are out there to really help us mitigate the risk associated with aerosols. Cool. Um, so that's another awesome. really cool one that's out there. Okay, so we'll link we'll link those below for those of you that want to register and shouts and props to Dentsply Serena for, for providing these amazing Love opportunities them. for hygienists to learn from home and for free right now, which is yes. great. Yeah. So, cool. Um, this yeah. episode was recorded live at Voices of Dentistry. I think it's officially the last episode we're, le- we're re- releasing from Voices of Dentistry. And it's a very interesting episode. Um, it is likely going to have some uh, explicit things not said by us, oh, but by our guest. I know, I know who this our is. Our guest <laughs> is Dr. Howard Ferran. <laughs> Um, who is interesting. He's an interesting guy. He's a, he's brilliant. He's genius. He tells us a lot about how he got started and where mm-hmm. he started practicing dentistry and how he's developed his platform, his podcast. He has a publication that he sends out. And I mean, behind the scenes, this guy does so many different things. I don't even, I didn't mm-hmm. even know. So, um, the episode is not linear in any sense of no. the word. <laughs> We, we jump around, we go all over the place. <laughs> he goes off on tangents. There's swearing involved. Yeah. So if you're not about that well, swearing life, um, then maybe perhaps this Keep the kids away yeah, for this one. Perhaps this might be a, a listen on your own kind of episode. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how long it was because we tried to wrap it up a couple of times and then we kept I feel going. like people kept coming over to the booth too. Like they were yeah, like, oh, how there's a lot of interdup- and- interruptions and people just wanted to hang out. And I think this was the biggest crowd that we had. So interestingly enough, uh, I had been messaging with Howard for a little while. We wanted to like chat with him and he wanted to have me on his podcast and he had you on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So he lives in Arizona. He like mm-hmm. is a hop, skip and a jump away. And um, he agreed. He wanted us to go to over to his house. He was like, I know. sure, He's, you guys come over to my house. studio. I know. I know. Yeah. And I regret yeah. that we didn't, but we were like in the middle of yeah. doing stuff at VOD and had other interviews. So we're like, okay, well, do we pack up all our stuff and go over to Howard's house or do we like invite him here? <laughs> so I invited him over, uh, quickly ran to Alan Mead, who organizes the event and was like, Alan, I need you to get Howard in. And he was like, you're bringing Howard here? It was like the coolest thing ever. I was, <laughs> I was, I was the biggest, the coolest person that day. Because Howard walked in and he walked in straight to our like little booth. Yeah, everyone was like, "Who are these girls?" Like they'd never seen us before. They're like, "Who are these girls? How'd they get Howard here?" <laughs> um, so yeah, we were we were we were fun. It was a fun day. So this is uh, yeah, this yeah. is an episode with Dr. Howard Fran, um, coordinate voices of dentistry, and um, good luck. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do it. Yeah. <laughs>
OMG Katrina. What up, girl? What's up? Woo! All right, another episode live at VOD. I feel like this is an epic place to record live 100%. episodes. I am so excited for this episode. Yes. So excited. This I is mean, amazing. This is like a legendary. This is a legendary. Okay, so you guys that are listening right now, if you listen to podcasts, you know that there are probably a handful of OG Gangster podcasts out there. Um, you've heard on our podcast, Alan and Jason from uh, Dental Hacks. You've heard the OG Gangster Dental Hygiene podcast with uh, Michelle and Andrew. And we've talked about Howard before, Howard yeah. Ferran, Dr. Howard Ferran. Everybody but we, talks about yeah, him. Yeah, everyone's, and he's, he's just like, he's, he's like a common name. Yeah, he's a, he's a household name. So we are going to be interviewing Howard right now. And I'm, I'm just going to preface this intro to say that we actually didn't do an intro. So we're recording this after the fact because... As soon as we pressed record on Howard's he just started, episode, he just started yeah, talking. Yeah. He was talking the entire time and, and we half of stop. it. Yeah, it was like going down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Half the time I didn't even know where we were going, but he is such a legend. Yeah, you know, he's fantastic. And he he's definitely he's one of the OGs in podcasting. So yeah. to even have him here at this summit has just been fantastic. People are coming up right to now. him. And I, I feel like this is the most publicity our booth has gotten. Oh my god, everybody's over at There's our booth. There's like a swarm Literally. of people around us. Well, and when I, when the the T or D happened. Oh, okay. Well, don't don't tell people gonna what's going to happen. When the, when the T or D happened, people were like, at "What the booth. is Irene doing?" Okay. You have to listen. Listen to this all episode. the way through to There's, find out what happens with the T or D because that was like crazy. There's really no intro other than yeah. to say that we are very proud that we're going to be uh, interviewing Howard Fran right now at Voices of Dentistry. He wasn't supposed to be here. We made it happen. He's, he is very much the life of the party today. So, so. good. So my, my hobby all through college and dental school my whole life was always stand-up comedy. Really? And I loved it. And, no and, kidding. And no the joke. Dentist, I've done every comedy club in uh, Arizona a dozen times. But here's the deal. The, um, the dentist, you say. What are you looking at on your well, phone? Well, he's looking I, at I'm, something I'm the entire at, time. I'm looking at He's Tony looking at a contact porn. name. He's literally pulling up porn. Born so 1955. Yeah, that's Tony Visage. He runs the comedy school at the um, Tempe School of the Performing Arts. He also arts. has a Hotmail oh, email oh, account. And he lives. Yeah, Good it for just him. Tony old. does. But, but, here, but here's the deal. So the dentist, they, if, um, you know, so when you're getting ready to pass on, the, the only value of knowledge is. Is, is transferable. Uh, so when I die, I don't want my five grand. Howard, you're never gonna die. No, you're but like you're literally gonna you die, I die. Everyone <laughs> alive is gonna die, and I don't want my little tailor. To Howard, go don't to a you talk office. that way. I don't want her going to a dentist where they're like, oh well, you know, thirty uh, percent of new patients need perio, and we're gonna put in perio chips, and we're gonna <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I yeah. want I want to treat I want her treated like I would treat her. Ah, uh, and there it so is. you have to communicate. Well, the reason comedy is the best is because no one has the respect for a movie star because they might have a hundred takes on that mm-hmm, film. Mm-hmm. Hollywood, I mean, when you're yeah. in, in theater and live audience, there, there, there's yes, no cut. The show doesn't stop. And and when you're on uh, theater, you know, you got props and all this, but, but stand up, you just walk out there and it's you and a mic. Yes. And you're totally vulnerable. And yes. you're, and they will, they will. <laughs> Except you or kill you in a minute. There, there you go. That's what it is. Either, either you're amazing, or you just shit your pants like you're done. And like you there's got no in thirty between. seconds. It, yes, delivered, or a minute. Yes. You, got, you got two two jokes either out of your gonna, mouth. You're gonna win them or you're so, gonna lose them. So I signed up. So after I did comedy for thirty years, I signed up for the Scott for the uh, Tempe deal. And if Tony is a class, it's like three nights a week for like six weeks. But what's really cool is then um, he knows all the comedy club people. Um, and then he also does improv class. But the reason it's so cool. great is because you walk in there and you're like, uh, you, you just can't even say, 
um, you know, you need you need two crowns and three fillings. That they right. can't talk to a patient, let no. alone freaking stand up. Okay. I know. So All stand up's right. like going. I to now war. feel like I can do a stand up show just by looking at Howard. I mean, I wish you guys could be here now. He's and, so animated. Uh, he's so freaking I animated. Love it. I know. And I'm he's, saying he and he's sitting right in front. Of me. Okay, yeah. Howard, we need to take a step back. What a character! Everyone, everyone, take a deep breath. Howard. So there are probably a lot of people listening to this podcast. I'm Canadian. You know, you know that. I don't know if you know that. You and I have something in common. I don't know if you know this. So uh, last year, I spoke at an event in Jamaica called... You're a Jamaican me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> called CISPRO. And you know Dr. Mack. Yep. You did an event at the, their, their dental school as well the year before I was there. So you... You and I were destined to meet, and we didn't meet. I know, props, buddy. But you and I were destined to meet, and we never met. And I, you know, I've been following along in your Facebook posts and your your LinkedIn. You're big on LinkedIn. He's big on LinkedIn. He's big on LinkedIn. Oh, so I just want I just want to like rewind you and rewind your career a little bit because a lot of what we do on our Tooth or Dare podcast has a lot to do with you know, the evolution of our career and not specifically leaving dental hygiene to pursue other things, but like figuring out a way to be able to do a little bit of everything uh, until you figure out what you want to do, which is like, you know, what we do a yeah. lot. You know, we do some speaking, we do some podcasting, we do some social media stuff, and we're still in very much trying to figure out what we want to do in our mm -hmm. career. How have you, tell us about you before you became the public figure that you are today. So, Howard 1.0, should Before we call it? Before I became a legend in my own mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And to uh, the rest of us. What was that like? Uh, so, so it was What year did you start dental school? When did you graduate? Did you always want to be a dentist? Did you want to be a stand-up comedian or, or a stage dancer? Like, what did you want to do first? So I was born in 1962, Wichita, Kansas. Five sisters, brother. Um, dad was poorer than poor. I mean, uh, and then when I was 10, he invested in a Sonic driving franchise. A what? A Sonic Drive-In. It's a it's a franchise where you drive in, park your car, and oh, the car. Oh, a Sonic Drive-In. Yeah, okay, Sonic you drive -in. have to say it more Canadian. And um, he, um, <laughs> so we went from we went. Did from, you roller skate at the Sonic Drive-In? Absolutely. You and you no did. way. Did you wear the shorts? Did you do flips while you had the tray in your hand? Um, I had a sister that almost broke her head, but yeah, we, oh. we roller skated. I mean, oh, we, we did. so good. It, it was awesome. So good. So um. So at 10 years old, we were so poor, we didn't even know we were poor. I mean, I had no idea that people had air conditioners in their own house. I mean, I, you know, we grew up in the poorest part of Wichita. Dad made, dad was making $11,000 a year delivering rainbow bread. And the next thing you know, he buys the Sonic Drive and he saved up for 10 years, which shows wow. you it's not what you make, it's what you save. Yeah. Wow. He bought his franchise and the first year went 60000 So we went from 11000 to 60000 Then he opened up one every year. By the time he got to the fifth one, we moved. To the richest part of Wichita, Kansas, Hidden Lakes Estates, and my next-door neighbors, Kenny Anderson, the dentist, who's still oh, practicing yeah. dentistry no after wow. 50 years. So I go to work with the love of my life, my dad, and he made a oh. cheeseburger and a hot dog. And then I go to work with Kenny Anderson, and the high-tech of the time was an x-ray machine looking through a tooth on an x-ray in a dark room doing a root canal on the uh, ground. And yeah. I mean, because we didn't have all this stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I would, that was Star Wars to me. Uh -huh. It was love at first sight. So I would split my time between Kenny Anderson and my dad, and I told my dad in the sixth grade that I was going to be a dentist. I wrote my dental school letter, and it was just so. So then I come out of dental school, and but I always worked for my dad from ten to twenty. And dad, it was about demographics, location, marketing, advertising, HR, all that stuff. And I didn't want to do any of that. But then I, oh, 
basically opened up my dental office like dad's 10th sonic i did the demographics i did the everything i did the marketing i just like dad rolled out a sonic and i rolled out nine with him in fact my four summers in high school so he had five in wichita but i spent one summer opening up a, a new sonic from scratch in abilene kansas next year Carney, nebraska next year louisville kentucky next year childress texas so i knew how to go to a town find a lot with dad build a sonic hire people get it open did that franchise look the same like a franchise looks now like if you want to go and buy a walmart you go to walmart now it's i mean it's very difficult but what did that look like for you like you would you would find your own land yeah did you say that you know my dad so i'm 10 years old right yeah and he gets me up in the morning all my friends are playing on the street and everything and i'm crying because i I feel like i'm being tortured and he's like come on come on get up get up it's like you know Six o'clock. Oh. Then he drives me downtown, middle of Wichita, and he says, and he drops me out with a piece of chalk. He says, look, Howie. He goes, I don't know if I'm going to buy this lot or this lot. So when that light turns green, wherever the last car stops at the red light, you chalk it off and then run across the street to get the other side and just go back and forth, and I'll come back when it's dark, and, and we'll look at the chalk and decide if we're going to buy that lot or that lot. The see based wait, wait, on the so traffic. Your, your dad literally left 10-year-old you to oh, run back and yeah. forth in traffic yeah. with chalk. with a piece of chalk. Right. And then he'd look at those marks and he'd say, okay, so Howie, here's the deal. There's a red light. They're going to back up here, so anyone coming this way ain't going to be able to pull in. So we can't buy this lot, so we'll go look at that lot. And then tomorrow, I'm going to drive down here and drop you off there. And then we would, you know, so then when we go to Carroll's Accounting, you know, when I was 10 years old, my daddy gave me, there's only three accounting statements, a statement of cash flow, a balance sheet, what yeah. balances your assets, equal sure. your liabilities, equities, and your statement of cash flow. So he'd always take me to all the meetings because I was, I had to go to all the meetings because I was a boy. I had a wanker. My five sisters got to stay home. <laughs> and they, If you had a wanker, you had to go to the meeting. Yeah, you I was a boy. You didn't have a wanker. You got to stay and, home uh, and roller skate around. That's the way it was. And there my dad, my dad would take me to Carol's accounting and he'd tell me, he said, how are you? Don't say a word. You shut up. You listen. But when I'm done, I'm going to give you, the, just remember, when we're done, I'm going to give you the statement of cash flow, the balance sheet, and the statement of income, and I'm going to take one of them away. And if you can take the, find the numbers for the one I take away from the other two I give you, I'll give you, a, first it was a roll of pennies, uh, then it was a roll of nickels, uh-huh. then it was a roll of dimes, then it was a roll of quarters. Uh. And by the time I was 18, it was the Benjamin. But, um, <laughs> Whoa! Benjamin. So the oh, oh my so goodness. the deal is making it rain. What? So, so I so I learned. So what I didn't know is I learned business. So I got out of school. You opened were a up, businessman before you, were you hit puberty. Ten years old, so, learning yeah. about niche so, markets. So let me tell you what I did during incredible. dental school. So here I'm in dental school. So and what year? At, what did you year to start? And where'd you go to dental school? I went to University of Missouri, Kansas City. And I got out in 87, but the last two, the first two years, or the last two years, you know, we had the lab, Crown and Bridge. So, so I'm in dental school, right? And we do this, so we have a semester for this Crown and Bridge course. So I call up Kenny. Kenny, do you make your own bridges and crowns? He's like, hell no, and you'll never make one. This is stupid. I said, what do you do? He goes, I just send it to a lab. I said, well, can I, I got a three-month project. Can I, can I send mine to your lab? He goes, Absolutely. So then for three months, I have this, this uh, crown and bridge lab where I'm supposed to wax and make a three-unit PFM, right? And my instructor's like, when are you going to start? I'm like, I've already made it. So I sat oh. there, and I wrote You washing. cheated. I, you cheated. Absolutely. I think it's called being uh, creative. So I wrote the Department of Economic Security in Washington, D.C., and I said, I get out in 87. What are your job statistics? That's what they did at Sonic Drive-In. What's oh, growing? What's yeah, on? yeah. So in 85, they wrote me back a letter, and they said, we think between 85 and the year 2000, 
that the United States will create 30 million new jobs and half of them will be in five cities, Boston, Tampa, Phoenix, Orange County, Silicon Valley. So I'm sitting here from Kansas, and this, this, this is my one-minute assessment. Boston, snow. I've been to Disney World. It's just freaking insects. Terrible. It's yeah. just insects. In, mosquitoes, bugs. Well, when, when, we, when we went down to Florida, everybody had a screened-in back yeah, porch. Yeah. And it's like, that to was To keep crazy. out their relatives or the bugs? <laughs> Which one? Both. So then, <laughs> the so then California, I'm, I'm being yeah. serious. Yeah, yeah. I thought everybody, I mean, I grew up in Kansas in Catholic school. I thought everybody in California was a drug addict, hippie. You know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So I looked at Phoenix. And sixty two thirds of the people migrated from the Midwest, and I thought yes. them, them were the good people. So then I sent a letter to um, Arizona, and I asked their Department of Economic Security. So they sent me back a packet. Here's our six six year road improvement. Here's the seventy, eighty, eighty five mini census. Here's the list of all the dentists. So then I got a six foot by four foot deal about size of this table. In fact, my the other five dentists, you know, one on each side and the three across. I think it was Dee Dee Richards, Dan Joya, Glenn Denning, Gettleman, the endodontist in Glendale. Mm-hmm. Um, um, they kind of moved back. So I had this six foot by four foot map. So I traced out the 303 census tracts and then no computer. I, I got a stack of index cards. So for the 303 index cards, I went to the 70, 80, 85 mini census and wrote down population change, median household income. Jesus Christ. Um, and then I, um, then I got the amazing. six. What is I, happening here? Then I got the list of the dentists from the Arizona um, State, State Board, Board of Dental Examiner. So I put a, a yellow, uh, I put a, a green pen of your periodontist, orange orthodontist, blue oral surgeon, uh, but color code all the dentists. So then I had the 303 tracks, and I arranged them from dentist per thousand. And the number one was one dentist per 6,000. That was like 101st Street in Violinda. So I gave that one to Steve Hayes, who was graduating a year behind me, because I knew he was a fancy, good-looking, charming guy. Uh You are just as fancy and charming If you want to be a plastic surgeon, you you need to be hot. (laughs) And I don't even like those people. Um, I was Kansas, so I saw Phoenix, middle class, your Walmart crowd, and the number two location was Awatuki. Yeah. So I, so then I um, put my pin there. So then I went down to Caldwell Banker, who had just got computers, wow. which we did not have at our school. What year are we talking about now? 87, 86, right. 87. Okay, so I walked in there, All right. and they get on the computer. I said, could you look up 85044? The guy says, yep, I can on our, on our computer. And they hooked me up with a guy here named Dave Cheatham. And I said, uh, Dave, uh, I said, is there a place out there to rent in Ahwatukee? And he goes, well, there is. We're building a Safeway, Pharmacy, Chase Bank, Pizza Hut, and we have a center there. I said, well, I'd like to rent a 1,000 square foot. And he goes, we're, okay, well, why don't we meet for lunch? I said, I'm in Kansas City. He goes, when are you coming out of Phoenix? I said, I've never freaking been to Phoenix, Arizona. Oh. He goes, so you want to rent a 1,000 square foot? from Kansas City, sight unseen. I said, absolutely, that, that's where I'm going. So then he said, he said, um, well, how much, um, how much, I said, how much is this? And he goes, well, it's $10 square foot for three years. I said, well, actually, I don't have a pot to piss in. I said, I'll do $20 a square foot for five years. And he goes, why are you going to do that? And I said, because you're going to do the build out because I ain't got a dime. And he said, all right, I'm on commission. I'm going to wow. work this deal. Because this deals were twice as much as what we're I'm gonna do. Sure. So then I called Healthco, which doesn't even exist anymore. It's bankrupt. It's out of Dallas, and I picked out all my equipment. 
And they said, well, that's great. Give me $80,000. I said, well, actually, I don't have a freaking penny. And they wouldn't so, give you a loan. So, yeah. So what you're going to do is you're going to put in all the equipment. Right. And then I'm going to pay you back over 60 months. And on the last payment, I own. Right. So then I graduated May 11, dropped in my car, drove down there. They almost had my build out done. Yeah. They had my equipment in there, so I had not given anybody a penny. So how big? So how big did you say that this thousand place was? Thousand square foot, four operatory. So I had my office open. How did you fit four ops into a thousand square feet and a reception desk and a bathroom? Well, you well you go so when do you go to, pee in the sinks like you, what do they do yeah, when yeah, you go to yeah. Tokyo land is a million dollars yeah a square I guess meter. but I guess you know what I guess regulations weren't as strict back then as they are now like so you started practicing in a brand new practice with brand new equipment that you would bootstrap to put together and in then one I opened I graduated May 11 penny. had it opened up September 21st without one nickel down and then. And did you, no you had down. no patience. You were a new graduate. No patience. No patience, new graduate, no mentor. You just like went into your practice. You're like, all right, I'm a dentist now of five minutes. And now I'm going to start treating patients. How did you go from that guy to the guy now? So then I, I opened up my, I graduated May 11, opened up September 21st. And that I opened up, I think it was a Thursday and no patient. So I had no patience the first two days I was open. So what did you do? So I went, got a map of Awatuki A five zero four four. A map. And uh, I, it was about size. Yeah, it's like a paper map. You don't go in a map. And class, I got Dad. a backpack and I put in gloves, flashlight, basic mirror, and I you walked break down into everyone's house. Every I walked down to every street. It took me six months to knock on the front door on Saturday and Sundays of every door. I knock on the door and I say, "Hi, I'm Howard. I'm twenty five. I just opened my dental office right there by Safeway." I'm going to be here till the 45. I just thought I'd get out and meet the neighborhood. How are you doing? And two out of three High people. High five to you for doing that. Two out of That's three amazing. people. Two out of three people like, oh, okay. And they look at me like weird and like, hey, shut the door. I mean, they just couldn't handle it. Yeah. Total rejection. Comedy club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Used yeah, yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. Third door. <laughs> third door, man in his underwear with a white beater shirt saying, you know, I, I, I wrote like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, and you've and got I a mirror. And I put down my Let's backpack, go. put on my gloves, look on the mirror, and I'm talking to a man in his underwear at 8 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday or Sunday on his front That's the dream. Court. That's living the and dream. And his two kids are coming by looking at this guy, and I'm talking to him. And I said, well, you know, what I really need to do is get an x-ray. And he said, uh, well, you know, you need to come into my office for that. And then he'd say, uh, well, do, when, when can I come? And I'd pull out my notebook, and I'd say, well, I have an opening 24 hours a day, seven days a week till the end of frickin' time. No Does way. Does any of that work for you? And I would not stop on Saturday and Sunday till Monday through Friday, 7 to 7, every hour and a half, I had another patient. Wow. So if you didn't have a patient, you would go me, knock on doors, and then you'd go no, back to the I office? No, would, I wouldn't. I worked. Or you do that my, after hours. My hours were 7 to 7, Monday through Friday, and Saturday and Sunday, I would not stop until every hour and a half, I had someone coming in that I knocked wow. on their front door. And so, like, you take yesterday. Yesterday, I went in the office, pulled three sets of wisdom teeth, and two of the moms said, I can remember... When he would knock on our oh door my gosh. in 1987. Wow. That's and, amazing. Yeah. So, so the answer is, you know how you get new patients? You get out and you start running for mayor. So we, we know how you built your practice now. And, I, and I, hate, I hate that people say that luck has anything to do with it. Because most of the time, luck and hard work look a lot like the same thing. You work hard, you get luckier. Funny how that works. We all we all have entropy, which is luck, random events. Right. It's when it's 
happens to you, it's how do you react? It's like when you get fired, are you going to go home and cry or think, God dang, I just got luck. I just got lucky. I was in this job, and now uh, I have a new opportunity. I'm not in the set. job. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, so luck is anything you weren't expecting. It's called entropy, technically. It's the third law of thermodynamics, and, and the bottom line is it's how you react. It's not is there going to be entropy, is there going to be chaos, are you going to, you know, it's like how do you react? Yeah. So, so it's like when, the, when, the, um, when I got out of school, May 11th, um, what happened September 20? Uh, I opened up September 21st, and then Black Monday was in October. And all the dentists mm. like, oh, my God, oh, my God, the whole skyfall. What did I think? I thought, well, shit, I signed a five-year lease. That lot in front of me was 600000 and two lots at uh, one mile down were five fifty and four hundred. The economy stopped, the phone stopped ringing, but now those lots were all on sale for one seventy five. Mm. Opportunity. Opportunity. So I went and locked I went and bought three lots for one seventy five and the guy selling it, he said he said, Can you pay for that in cash? I said, I don't have a frickin' nickel. What'd so, you do? So he needed the cash, so he went down to Chase Bank, which back then was Valley National Bank. Okay. And we met with Darlene Winger. She loaned me the money because John Ertley co-signed because he needed the cash. And I was a young dentist. So the bottom line is you could cry that Black Monday, the stock market dropped a quarter in one day. Or you could say, what's on sale? Ah. I mean, that stock market crash tomorrow. It's finding opportunity in those, like, pockets where other people are saying, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Like, I I don't have that opportunity anymore. So when the sky is falling, the stock market's on sale, land's on Ah. sale. Yeah, there's always a positive. So that's how I made my first move. We had a, a... a real estate crash in 2006, 2007 in Toronto. I'm, it happened in the U.S. as well. Lehman's Day. Yeah, Lehman's yeah. Day. Yeah. yeah. That was when I bought my first piece of property with $10,000, and I was, you know, trying to pay off my student loan. And I was like, you so, know what? But that was that was my smartest move mm-hmm. at the worst time for the market and in a time when I, I thought that that money should go back to paying my student loans. And someone said to me, you should buy your first place. And I did, and then, you know, Ten years later, six properties later, now I'm a dental hygienist opening my own dental office. It was the best move. And a little bit of luck at that at that time, but also uh, taking advantage of a negative opportunity to make a yeah. positive for myself. Howard, you're, 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 you're an OG gangster. You're an OG, OG. original gangster, abbreviated OG, original OG gangster, gangster of podcast. Nice. Um, when you decided to start your podcast... How did that decision come about? How, how did you even know that podcasting would ultimately be a thing or a thing that it is now? Okay, okay. Was there great, anyone else great, before great you that had a podcast, or were you one of the OGs? Gary Takis was before me. I know that because I was on his show hmm. four times, and, uh, and then when I started my show, I asked him to come on my show. and Stop, no. Can you Still to this that, day, that he hasn't serious. been on your podcast? Still to this day. Let's. <clears throat> yeah, the reason, the reason they're, uh, but anyway, the bottom line is this. It's not what you know, yeah. it's who you know. So it's, um, like, like people ask me, they, they want to be a speaker, and I go, well, have you ever spoken anywhere before? And they'll say, yeah, I spoke at this meeting. I'll say, well, when, when did you get in? Oh, the night before. Okay, when was your seminar? Five. When did you fly back home? Well, I caught a plane six that night. Oh, so you didn't so you stay didn't and meet anybody? anyone. So you didn't meet anybody. So, I, so mm-hmm. it's not what you know, it's who you know. Every time you meet someone, you're increasing entropy. It's another variable. Sure. So I might meet you, and then, I, and then you know that other guy 
That was in drug rehab in the same class you were, who was <laughs> in the Sounds at the right. Ford Center with the winologist. Ah, who then the winologist. The winologist. <laughs> that makes me sound a lot smarter than, so, than so, I really am. So the bottom line is it, it's a people game. There's seven and a half billion people, and if you only know one person, it's yourself, life's going to be difficult. Mm. But if you know 10 people, it'll be easier. Scale yeah. it again 100. Scale it again 1,000. Scale it again 10,000. Do you uh, edit your own stuff? No, but I did. Um, I, I have a podcast studio that I run out. So how do I make money off podcasts? Yeah. That, that's what you yeah, got, yeah. Uh, the question. So the reason I started a podcast is because, um, so you know what Ahwatukee is. Yes. So bas- basically, it's Phoenix, Arizona. But there's it's the largest city park. It goes from 50th Street to 50th Avenue, South Mountain. Mm-hmm. And south of that is 10% of Phoenix, 100,000. So I started a podcast because I podcasted all the chiropractors, naturopaths, MDs, anybody that has a business, the, the, the Grulick Auto, and I would interview them, and they would put it on their website. Ah, and, um, that's the, content. That's raw content for them, yeah? It's networking. It's networking where my, I, I live in Ahwatukee, 40th now. I know they're going to Grulick's across the street. So I got Grulick in there and said, you know, we have the same business. And he said, how's that? And he said, well, they come in their mouth. I tell them they have four cavities. They don't know. Yes. They go to your place, tell them they need a new transmission. They don't, they know. don't know. And I said, we, we both sell blind trust. And we yeah. talked about blind trust mm. and the staying power. Of you, can't, you can't rip people off for 10, 20, 30 years. And, mm-hmm. and, but, but what was neat is by, so I own up a studio because they don't know how to do that podcast. So where stuff. is your, is your studio in your house or is it like a separate? I, I moved it. I moved it to uh, the dental office because. Oh, it's not in your house anymore? No, because. Yeah, like this entire dining room was like legit set up as a recording but studio. It, but the, it, it's kind of weird asking girl. I, I, I noticed that every you time. You asked me and I had no problem showing up at your house because in your you dining knew, room. You, you knew I was old. So who was your first sponsor? Do you remember your first sponsor? It's, it's no, I have no sponsors. What, what it is, is I had, I've had 61 companies in Ahwatukee come do an Ahwatukee Uncensored podcast. Oh. They loaded it onto their website. So now all these patients are like, yeah, my daughter. So wait, so you don't do any sponsorships on your podcast? I think they do now. I th- right now, there's you're, you're a thing. No. I think they do now. Well, my sales, yeah, they, they, the American Dental Association sponsors my podcast now um, because they're. Hey, hey, American Dental Association, my name's Irene. Hook, hook, hook a sister up. My name is Katrine. <laughs> yeah. Hook us up. So, well, you, I, I would think ASDA would do it as, as a starter, and ASDA is, um, would. Get you the ADA, too. You know Terry okay. Zalowski. I don't know Terry Zalowski. Well, he's the, What's he, up, Terry Zalowski? He's the... Uh, is he Polish? What, a, what does a Polish man give his wife on his wedding night that's long and hard? What does he do? What does a he last get? name. <laughs> oh. Zalowski. Come on. Oh, Howard. Woo. Oh. I, like, I liked it when Boston won the Stanley Cup. They go, Boston won the Stanley Cup. Dude, there wasn't one person on that team born in America. They were all Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so um, so it was all, again, what we're talking about. It's not what you know. It's who you know. It's networking. Yeah. So I started Awatuki Uncensored and started a podcast for all people in Awatuki. And that really grew their business, my business, my brand oh my God, name. Howard, you're the and, best. And then we he started the one. And then uh, Takis had called me four times. And I said, dude, I've been on your show four times. He goes, yeah, but it's hard to get on guests. And I thought, well, that's, that's that, that should be the easiest part. I knew that on Dental Town, there are 250,000 registered dental. 
I just posted on Downtown anybody to come on the show, and I was immediately booked a year in advance. Yeah. How do you build such a strong following from the beginning? Did you did you have a strong like? Do you remember when you were like you know, just you trying know, to you build know, your you know, following? You know, what I, you know what I think it was, and I'm being absolutely serious. It's not even comedy. So many of the um, consultants are out there, and you know they're all tall, dark, and handsome. They're in a three-piece suit. They look at these guys. They say, "You're in Beverly Hills. You're in New York. You're in you're in Scottsdale. I I could probably never do that." Mm-hmm. Then they look at me, some short, fat, bald guy that's never <laughs> worn a tie, just crushing it. And I think they look at me and they think, "Man, if that guy can do it, I can do it." Uh. I, I mean, why do I mean politicians always say, "Well, why are, why are they listening to Willie Nelson?" Well, you're wearing a tie. And Willie Willie's already smoking dope Will, in the Willie's corner. Willie's already explained to you that he's yeah. stoned. Yeah. He's getting arrested by the uh, IRS. Why yeah. would he lie? Yeah. How many downloads have you hit in your 1,300 episodes? Okay, Do you so, even know that? Does no. that even matter? Well, it does. It, it's unknown because, like, you can say, okay, on iTunes, it, yeah. it, it passed, like, five, six million a long time oh, ago. Oh, okay, that's it. But, but the thing is, but here's the thing. Those RRS feeds are open. Yes. So when I've lectured in 50 countries. So when I go to Cambodia, the Cambodians are showing me my podcast on their Cambodian deal. And then different Vietnam, so Malaysia, France, to, Japan. To talk on so RRS, you, RRS, RRS feeds yeah. versus so, download numbers. So You only have your download numbers on iTunes. So I don't. Right? I have. I use Podbean. Who do okay. you host with? I don't know. He doesn't know. <laughs> Fuck. He doesn't, he Damn, doesn't know. Be so baller. You don't even know where you host. Don't it's even like, know. It's like going online shopping and filtering from high to low. Like, that's basically he just you. Doesn't, Howard, yeah, goes, don't Howard know. goes to buy, like, you, a chair. And then, he, and, then, and then he, like, filters from high to low. He's like, I'm going to buy this one. It's $14,000, but whatever. A Kennedy used it. Um, <laughs> so... The download numbers are always lower than your RS numbers. Yeah, because you don't know who has put this on the deal. Because you don't know who has put it. So what do you look? What do you think is more accurate? Is the RS numbers the more accurate or the download numbers? Well, you you won't know your numbers because if I'm in Cambodia and okay, let me give, so the University of Tokyo calls me and they say we got ninety thousand dentists and thirty five thousand of them are on the University of Tokyo Dental School podcast. Still, can we upload yours? I'm like, of course. Right. And Tell your buddy in China to do it too. Yeah. And uh, so, the, starting, send it to all of the billions. So starting of people. the next day, I start getting emails from dentists that were from Japan. So, so you, um, so you don't wow, know. Howard speaks you Japanese too. Damn, make me feel better about myself. Ooh, well, actually, oh. English is the international language. Yeah, but English is the international yeah. language. Yeah. And, um, and actually, I, th- I think the middle finger is the international language. <laughs> that's the middle international emoji. <laughs> So you you don't know what your numbers are because you don't know who's who's um, downloading your RS. But like you see on Twitter, there's like dental podcasts. Yeah. And there's yeah. Other... So when a sponsor says to you, "What are your downloads?" As a new podcast of a year and a half, you, I've got two say, numbers. I've got my downloads from Podbean. I've got my downloads from iTunes, which are never the same. And then I've got my RS feed from Podbean that shows like six hundred thousand downloads in twelve months. But okay, then you're... so let's answer the question. So, so what do you show a potential sponsor? Okay. So what it what you show is the, the reason there's no chiropractor magazines is because they don't buy anything. The reason Patterson and Shine all that have a veterinary division is because dentists spend 6% on supplies. Vets spell 15% because I just work on homo sapiens. They work on dogs, cats, turtles, snails. 
So they have all these flights. <laughs> they work on snails. So the thing He's is, gonna need a new shell. They have the <laughs> the thing shell. is, you it have to. There's gonna be a chip in the shell. We're gonna build you, a prosthetic. You have to find out <laughs> what your target audience can buy. So at a dentist, you might buy a hundred thousand dollar CAD cam, a hundred thousand dollar CBCT, a hundred thousand dollar laser. Sure. So they only need one download, of right. one chance. So if you have something that's five to five hundred thousand dollars to sell, it's not about numbers. Now, if you're selling something like like um, you know cookies that. and and Coca Cola and shavers, yeah, I need millions of B to C shit. So the question to you is, what is the most expensive thing that someone could buy that is your target audience? And if you're gonna convince your dentist to buy a water lace bio lace laser. Then you can call BioLace say, I only have 10 downloads a month, but they're all hygienists, and we think it's that target they might c convert to buying a, something, sure. a water, you know. Sure. But if you say a water pick, how much is a water pick? 80 bucks, 100 bucks. Yeah, well, now yeah. now I need a million downloads. Right, right. So it's based it's on the value of the item. And Walgreens is going to um, take 12%. They might not even make 10 bucks off a water pick sold at Walmart. So the answer so to I that need, is there's no million. real answer. If you're going if you're going to sell if you're going to get a guy advertising that's going to make $5 off the sale, he's going to want the biggest numbers of 100,000 million. But if you're going to sell something for 5 <laughs> to 50,000, shit, I only need 10 people. I mean, do you have a 1 in 10 chance? That somebody might buy your product because if you don't have a one in a hundred chance, you only need a hundred. Because if you don't have a one in a hundred chance of selling this to your target market, then something's wrong with your product or price or delivery. I mean, here's a hundred yeah, freaking dentists, yeah. and you're aiming at hygienists or dentists, and there's a hundred, and nobody, nobody, got, you didn't get one lead from anybody. What are you selling, and at what price? Something's horribly wrong if you say I'm selling. To dentists and hygienists. And you say, okay, well, 100 people, we talked about your show, your product for half an hour, and no one contacted you. It ain't me. There was 100. Yeah. Something was wrong with your product or your price. Huh. Wow. So don't blame it on me. Howard. Don't, don't blame it on Howard Fran. It's not his fault. <clears throat> Got You're it? Howard, you are a legend. Those Canadians are so the violent. They're always blaming it on me. 100%. She's like, it's your always fault. Always Howard's fault. Oh, my gosh. All right. Are you my mom? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember birthing you. For those you. of you listening, I, don't I just, I just want to preface. You don't remember? Uh, first you had Sybil, and then it was me. And we, <laughs> you raised me and Sybil. To those of you that are listening right now, um, that that know of Howard. I'm sure there are many of you that do. And for those of you that don't know Howard, you're probably, if you were like Irene of 2010, where like you didn't know really anyone in dentistry doing amazing things, if that's you right now and you don't know who Howard is, then you need to pause this episode, do a quick Google search, and then come back to it. And you will really appreciate the kind of story that's happening right now. Like, I'm so grateful. I that can't you, even deal uh, with this. Yeah, hold on, I, hold I on a second. I can't even deal with with our friends at Dense by Serona that are bringing us oh, okay. wine yes, on a Alice tray. Allison Zora, so second time yes. today, bringing us wine Thank on a tray. Goodness, I'll take a water he'll take a, a water. water. He'll take a water. I get a oh my god, well. I love yeah, her. I know because it's Howard Fran, and so I really want to go back to this. It's really know, he knows his name. Yeah. Um, that he, your podcast name is Dentistry Uncensored, and you've done Awatuki Uncensored. And I really want to, I can't even with this water. I love you. Allison Zora from Dentspice, Serona, rock star. 
I really want to unpack really quickly the concept behind being uncensored because <clears throat> which, we, Dr. Na- which Fran, we now have unpacked on our own podcast. Dr. Fran, as you know, like it dentistry for the most part for a very long time was a relatively buttoned up industry, right? You had to behave a certain way. There's a societal trust. And so this is how you have to be. And you were really one of the pioneers that came onto the scene and didn't care how many times you said fuck and didn't care how many times you, you know, whatever. And even when you, you're out there and you're speaking, like people know now if they hire Howard Fran, like you're going to get like a rough around the edges. Like you're going to say what you're going to say. And I think that's like, so that's really noble and that's really fantastic. And it's, it's, a breath of fresh air. Were you always like that? Were you always but, but look, gave, gave but look, zero it, Fs? But so, so we're, yeah, I've never. Always. My, never, never he's, he's never given an F. My, my mother told me when I was 10 years old, she said, Howie, everybody has this little birdie on the shoulder, and it tells them what not to say. You don't have that birdie. Yeah, you, you def, that birdie and, died a long time you're ago. you're not ever going to have any friends until you learn. Because we were driving back from Grandma's house, right? Parsons mm-hmm. Camp, three-hour drive. And my mom's feeling sorry for her, her, her aunt, you know, her sister. Um, and anyway, I said, well, I mean, she knows her husband's a drunk. She knows he sleeps with everybody on two feet. Why don't she just leave his ass? And my mom reaches back there and, no, oh, no, I said it from my aunt. My aunt was talking. I was 10. She was crying, this and that. So I'm in front of my aunt, my mom, my grandma, Mary. And I said, well, you know he's a drunk, and you know he sleeps with everybody. Just divorce his ass. And my uh, mom just slaps boom. me across the face. And I say, Mom, that's what you always say. And then she oh, slapped me the other oh, way coming yeah. back. Yeah, you got so a matching then, bruise on the other so side. So then in the car, I'm like, I'm all confused. I'm like, Mom, you know, what the hell was that? Why didn't you tell her the truth? And I always thought to myself, I'm not going to lie to you to protect you. If I, if I really respect uh, you, I'm going to tell you what I think. Yeah. And if I don't respect you, I'm going to tell you what I think you want to hear. And, and if you look at it, they all do that. Howard Stern, he got fired from every job. He knows that the people doing construction ain't girls. They're not nuns. They're not teachers. They're all boys sheetrocking and hammering bricks. And they know what kind of jokes they like. Yeah. And who complains? What, some nun, some teacher, some Me Too movement? That ain't his audience. Right. So they'd fire him. Then you go the next town. He knew it was funny. And now he's the highest paid radio guy because he never gave two shits what mm. Sister Mary Aloysia thought. Rush Limbaugh. Yes. And, and, you know, he, yes. he, he, he's been divorced, what, three, four times? You know, he, he didn't care. These are his views. He didn't care. I knew that I would go to a lecture. Here, here's what my early lecture days like. I go to your lecture. Boring as shit. Yeah, then they, after they are the lecture, sometimes. Then after the lecture, we go to the bar. Three glasses of wine later, it's like the best seminar I've ever heard. Thank you. Dental wine, Genesis And I'd say, cheers to that. Why didn't you talk like that? Like, you'd say, hey, will you talk about thermophil? Um, well, um, today I wasn't going to talk about uh, got a percha with solid core obturators, <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, maybe. It, it, but at the bar, he's like, shit, no, that shit sucks, man. I don't want to dig out a solid core obturator. My end and honest friends hate that shit. It's like, why didn't say you that. just say that yeah. at the lecture People in one hear that. minute? Right. So my deal is, I'm I'm not going to your dental church. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go to uh, and why and it's it's a trust thing. So America has eleven and a half percent approval rating of Congress from 1980 to 2020. They they think they're all liars. It's like Trump. You know what the Trump effect is? 
they hated the Republicans and the Democrats. They knew he was a crazy man. They, they wanted this guy to go give the government that they hate a bunch of shit, and he's going to win again because they hate the government. And it's, it's like the it's like the um, the um, the uh, the gun deal, the you gun know, movement, the, the gun movement. Like people always sit there and say, "Well, you need to regulate those guns because of those school shootings." Dude, no one's worried about a school shooting. They're worried about the Holocaust, World War II. Those guns are all aimed at Washington D.C. And they'll take <laughs> they'll take a school shooting, but they don't want to be rounded up like the Jews were in Germany and taken off to a concentration camp. We went those, there. Those <gasps> guns, those guns are aimed at the government. Those guns are aimed at the government. And you know, so you know what the deal is? No, when I you, don't. When you stow up in a suit and tie and a pretty dress and your little misconformist sister Mary Aloysia, you're just one of the system. You're one of the government. You're the guy from the big dental company telling them the bullshit they want to hear. But when you show up in green pants with a glass of wine in your hand. That was my third glass of wine that night. And, and, and telling, telling funny, hilarious jokes that anybody normal would think that's funny. I'm impressed that he remembers you were wearing green pants. You, am, you had to see I am pants. so honored that he even remembers that. And he sat in the front row with his entire office. I am so Im oh. I am impressed that he remembers the day you graduated dental school, but also that you wore green pants. Howard, do you have a photographic memory? I do, but there's no film in the camera. <laughs> there's also no filter. Yeah. Uh, there's no film, film or filter, filter in the camera. That was a good comeback. Nice one. Uh, thank you. So that's the deal. If you, if the minute you totally conform yep. and totally play the part, you'll have the same tr trust as the government, the big institutions. What, why does Brexit want out? Do you think they trust Brussels? No. They they don't. I have, I have they no don't. politics. I don't, I have know. No I don't know. No, but it, but it's not politics. It's humans. I'm Canadian. Not we try. We try You're not right. to. You're right. It's, it's humans. It's human not trust. Trusted. So right. my Valerie, when you made a couple of subtle recommendation pitches, well, they already trusted you. They knew yeah. the girl up there drinking wine and green pants, telling funny jokes. Why the shit would she lie? about anything to do in hygiene. with a you know, wine, making jokes. Those are, those are some pretty epic pants. I, mean, I feel like I mean, that needs to now I mean, be your Instagram. But really, because, because, yeah. because if you were going to lie, what you should have lied about was you weren't drinking wine at a conference. You shouldn't have been saying that naughty word. So, so the bottom line is, that's when she should have lied. And she didn't lie. So now she's not lying. It's like when people say, I, I don't lie. You know what? The main reason I don't lie is because I don't freaking have to. I mean, I don't have to lie. No. I'm freaking, I, I account well, to I'm no one. I'm not going to lie to you right now, Howard, when I say that this has probably been the most entertaining and roundabout <laughs> and roundabout educational podcast episode about life and about progression and about, I, I wrote down this quote that you said, uh, luck dresses up in overalls, and looks a lot like hard work. Uh, I, I am now going to tattoo this on my forehead and live by you this. You can put it on your lower back. I I know, I'm not going to wear I'm tramp stamp I it. I don't know. Definitely I'm afraid tramp of tattoos, stamp but I'm definitely going to live by this. I just got my first tattoo. What? I did. What did you, what's when? your first tattoo? Right across my chest. says, do not resuscitate. Stop. Does it really say that? No. Take your shirt oh, off. Oh, I, like, I, I was like, can you take Quick. your top off? Quick. I don't have a tattoo. You, you saw me you green pants. Take your top off. What, what you want to get this, the <laughs> intention of all of these people in here? I just tested a joke. 
It worked. I liked it. It, it bombed. Yeah, it bombed. No, it was. It, it was. Little, no, we. Had, it took we're, a we're extremely literal. We're not. We're not a very good target audience. Oh, yeah. You and I both. Yeah, we were and both. And you like, strike really? me as, as a no bullshit kind of guy, so I, I feel like he probably would do yeah. that. I'm gonna get you a temporary tattoo. Would you put that on there if I if I if I Hell made a yeah. custom temporary tattoo? Hell yeah! All right, that'll be the episode. So art. do you know do you know where, why your country exists? You know seriously where? It well, came? I'm I'm from Romania, originally really? born and raised. So I'm an immigrant, I'm former communist. I don't know if it's uh, Bucharest or Budapest. It's uh, Bucharest. Bucharest. Budapest is Hungary. Where, where where did Michael Jackson perform his concert? Uh, I don't know. Was that Bucharest or Budapest? I don't know. I'm not. I don't well, know. Well, that's why God made Google. Okay, good. Well, well, the both of you with phones in your hands. Uh, Howard, thank you so much for being here and for, for enlightening us with your comedic educational relief. I feel like that's what this was. Well, I'm sitting I, at a table of my mentor. I, oh, I, Dob, you are my mentor. I propose something. And, and I hope you accept my proposal. I propose that we create a tradition. I, I don't make many traditions, but I, I propose that we make one. I propose that every year that Katrina and I are still podcasting together, that this be our place. So once a year in Scottsdale, Arizona, we record an episode about basically fucking nothing. With you. With you. <laughs> um, Only if she wears the green pants. And, and next year she will, wear, she will wear the green pants. 100%. Okay. And, we, and, I, and I want us to do this every year. And if, if you're open to that, I don't care if it's we have to arm. come here or if I come to you or wherever we and come. I, but and I hope you upload your podcast to uh, Dentaltown. Yeah, if people want to, if people want to get a hold of you or if they want to research more of your stuff, where can they find you? Um, Howard at Dentaltown.com. Howard at Dentaltown.com. Got and it. he's on LinkedIn and on Instagram and yes. on Facebook and basically every all, all, well, everywhere. My, see, that's another thing. My all my social medias are Howard Fran. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't be Howard. No. Because there's already Howard Stearns on that. But what do oh. all the other people do? Dr. Howard Fred, F-A-G-D, M-A-G-D. Who gives a goddamn G-D? Just tell me your <laughs> freaking name. No one wants to see the alphabet soup behind your low self-esteem stupidity. I mean, do you have, I what, love you. Do you have a name or not? I don't need the alphabet soup. You know? Do you know? Oh, my gosh. So, Stop. Howard, I, you probably don't know this because we're nobody to you and you never listen to any of our podcast episodes, but we're called Tooth or Dare Podcast for a I reason. I know that. I emailed you to come on the show. Yes, you didn't email me. Yes, but do you know what we do at the end of our podcast? And feel free to say no because that's okay. I assume it has something to do with wine. It has to do something with a tooth <laughs> or a dare. So the name of our podcast is Tooth or Dare. We end the podcast with... Truth or Dare or Tooth or well, Dare? Well, it's a pun, right? Okay. But it is a truth We're or a dare. We're trying to be so funny. Katrina okay. and I do a rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Whoever loses goes up against our guest. Right so on. you can choose to do a truth or a dare, or you can dish out a truth or a dare to whoever the loser is. So in the meantime, you think about if you would like to accept... They're, all, they're usually pg and uh, and we post it to social media. So you think about it. I, I strongly recommend that the guest does a dare because it's always really fun. But you think about it. Katrina and I are going to do our rock, paper, scissors. In the meantime, everyone, please follow us on Instagram. You can follow us at toothordare.podcast. You can follow me, Irene, at toothlife.irene. You can follow Katrina at the Dental Y Genis. And God damn it, follow Howard wherever good he Lord. is. If you're not good already Lord, following him, follow Howard. Good God. Oh, my goodness. Are He's you ready? follow him. Okay, so one, two, three, and then shoot. Yeah, basically, like, we, like we've been doing it the I'm entire just, I'm time. Nervous. Okay, yeah. fine. Okay, fine. ready? One. one, two, three, shoot. Oh, oh my God! Guys, <laughs> a monumental just thing happened. For the first time in 12 rock, paper, scissors, I actually don't have to do this. Oh, my gosh, this is crazy. All right, so Katrina. I'm so unprepared. I am so Holy excited to not hell. have to deal with the stress. 
singing in the streets and dancing in the streets. Oh, and, Lord. All right, so Howard and Katrina, now it's up to you two. So, Howard, would you like to accept a tooth or a dare, or would you like to dish out a tooth or a dare to, to Katrina? I'll take a dare. You said that. He's going to take a you dare. Take a dare. Yeah. Stop yes. this. All right, everyone, in the meantime, right. you got to follow us on Instagram to be able to see Dr. Howard Fran take our dare within the next seven days, toothordare.podcast. I propose that this be the most viewed video on our yes. page. All right. Till next time, peeps. Peace out. This is your dare. You ready? This is your dare. You have to allow Irene to write, do not resuscitate across your chest. Oh, my God. <laughs> Will you do it? Will you do it? Will you do it? Can we do wait, it? Wait, wait, wait. You got you to accept you it accept. here first. You got to say, say it yes. here. Yes. Say you yes. got to say, I'll do it. All right. Go. Will you do it? I'll do it. He'll Yay! do it. Oh, my God. I need to f make sure I can spell resuscitate. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Okay. We have to get a All right, Sharpie. everyone. We'll we see you soon. We need a Sharpie. Okay. Peace out, peeps. Peace out. <laughs> got to go. Cheers. <laughs> We'd like to hear your feedback on this episode. <laughs> so please, I know I know you guys are listening. So yeah. we would really love it if you would just give us some feedback on the episodes that you love and what you don't love in our Instagram or Facebook posts. And also, if you haven't given our podcast a rate or a review, please do so. I mean, we ask all the time. If you've listened to more than one episode, please give us a review, preferably five okay. stars. Uh, I mean, I'll take four, but... No, I'll take five. Yeah, Katrina needs five. She, Katrina needs to be perfect all the time. I'm an Enneagram three. I need my five stars. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I had to do a dare this episode, and I've already recorded it. I um, had to write... So good. Do not resuscitate in pen on Howard's chest, and it was really funny. So it's a long video. Ooh. I'm going to probably have to post it to an IGTV. So you will all it's be good. able to watch this. And we, again, had like a crowd of people around. People just were watching, like, what is happening? Watching me tattoo on his bare chest in the middle he on the care. floor yeah. of a trade show. And yeah. he wasn't even drinking. Like he didn't have no. any drinks. We, no, we were he past all of the shots that he had. It yeah. Was, it was Oof. a fireball. I haven't had a fireball drink since VOD. I have not had a fireball drink or walked past a Cinnabon since that event. You went to Cinnabon there? No, what I mean is I can't with the smell of cinnamon. Oh, I see. Sorry, my thought process. Chickens. Okay. When I'm at the M-A-double-L, I cannot eat. Like, I'm like, I go to the other side of the no, food court. got it. Can't. Okay. All right. Okay, so everyone, please follow us on Instagram. You can follow me, Irene, at toothlife.irene. You can follow Katrina at the Dental Wine Genist. Tune in to our Instagram for the next, I don't know, seven to ten-ish days, and I'll post... This dare with Dr. So Howard Ferran. And until next time, peace out, peeps. Cheers. But not with Fireball. I mean, cheers, not with Fireball and not with, I'm like, no wine. No. I Go can't do, I can't do. You need a wine. I, this is a, this is one of those like hydrate. I'm, I'm kind of in a Pedialyte now. It's kind of my new thing. Oh, I was doing Pedialyte all through COVID. I was drinking and then the next day Pedialyte and then drinking and then Pedialyte. Okay. That's, I love that. I love that yeah. for you. What yeah. I'm doing is I take Pedialyte and I mix it with rum, white claw. Oh, wow. So you're hydrating and dehydrating all at the same time. It's like, you're like 50, it's like reverse osmosis it's going the whole, on in your, the in your body. The whole situation is happening and it makes for a really beautiful pool spritzer. Interesting. So cool. Yeah. It, and there are a lot okay, of really we'll, great flavors. We'll link that recipe below. <laughs> all 
right, everyone. Peace out, peeps. <laughs> oh, we were still recording. Oh, yeah. Lord. <laughs> I'm leaving that in, too. Bye, everyone. Uh, oh, cancel. Stop recording. Oh, my jaw hurts, too. When I when I drink a lot, my, my jaw sleeps in, like, a weird position. I've been clenching a lot. I'm having some TMJ challenges. Uh, We've been recording all day. I just took another stay awake. Katrina takes caffeine pills, everybody. I, I don't know whether to approve or condone. Or I just, feel great. Just, just you should take one. I feel I, fantastic. I, I feel like that's how drugs start happening. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like um, one step I, from I am so And your four boys have turned into five grandchildren. I mean, I know I'm going to pass on. Wait, how many children do you have? I had four boys. Yeah. And they turned into five grandchildren. They turned in. Well, how they, they, how well, did they, they turn into five they, grandchildren? They, they made Do you want to know how a baby is made? Did you Irene? did you adopt a mother in the in the mix? Yeah, Therefore, I, I now got, their I grandchildren got, no longer got, your children. Like, how did this I got happen? Four daughter-in-laws. One's real good. She made four. The other oh. one's okay. She made one. And I got two that every Christmas I send them a porn video. Okay. Help them with the yeah. process. This is how Hold a baby on. is yeah. made. This this episode just turned explicit. What kind of do porn it. do you send? We is it know. generic porn or is it, it's I mean, a little I, person porn? Stop. Oh my yes, gosh, that's amazing. I don't, I don't think, I think you need to, Sean, if you're listening to this, bleep out the part. Can you put it, but I put in my, my voice saying little person over. Say it again. Hey, so, but here, but here's what I did. So in little person. Well, your husband is paranoid. How big does that ring have to be? Oh my gosh! He starts freaking. Out. He's like, I'm married. Yes. I'm married. Yeah. Why don't Chris, you get yeah. a right dog Chris? right on your forehead? Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah. Like married. 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 married, 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 occupado, married. occupado. He wonders. Occupado. He wonders why I often don't wear it. You got out of dental school two years after I was born. After we both were oh, born. Oh, After we both were born. Okay, here I'm sitting here suffering from erectile dysfunction, diabetes, <laughs> and glaucoma. <laughs> And you're telling me you were born before I got out of dental school. Anybody who's listening, please take a drink. Oh, we just said erectile so, so sorry for the erectile dysfunction. My, my dad was named Howard Eugene Ferran. He named me Howard Eugene Ferran II. Very confusing. So everyone called him Gene and me a mistake. And uh, so you, uh, you probably... Love. Did you travel with your vibrator here? I Sometimes I forget mine when I travel and it's like, oh... Man, I'm going to be wound up for this program tonight. Right, no comment on Ooh. that. All right, let's, let's. So next question for you. Most people look at a man when they're wearing a tie. They know the tie is to keep the foreskin from coming up oh. over their head. <laughs> and they, they look Boom. at these lectures and they say. Oh. They what? Think, they what think, does the tie do? They, they, Did the, you the talk tie, about foreskin? The tie holds the foreskin down from coming up over your oh, head. Because wow. you're just a large dick. <laughs> The deal, but the deal is they look at these.